Hello listeners and welcome to HorrorCast, the podcast where we send shivers down your spine and scare you to your core. This is our Undiscovered series, where we share stories from our listener submissions that will make you check your closet and under your bed. So grab your popcorn and fasten your seatbelts. Good luck. In this episode, we have two stories written by listeners just like you. If you would like to find out how to submit your own story, stick around to the end of the episode. Without further ado, let the terror begin. The first story we have for you today is titled The Slave's Dance, written by Joshua Sadler. Two dancers twirled, their feet in rhythm and in step. Only dancers could hear the tune, and only those who heard it being played could understand the beautiful terror. Step by step, twirl by twirl, both man and woman fought bitterly for control. The man's suit was torn and tattered, lined with great stains of sweat. His hair, which was once held in place, stuck out at odd angles as the gel slowly gave way to sweat and strain. Even as he held the woman in his arms, she tore at him, ripping off great strips of fabric. As time went on, the suit's ruin became assured. Still, he held on to her as they spun around. The woman first appeared as beautiful, then in the next breath terrible. At any one second, she could be all-consuming or hardly noticeable. She composed the song as they danced, both whispering and shouting the lines, but never once singing them. The song sounded ancient and new, archaic and popular. The song repeated itself, and yet the man swore each line was fresh and new. Each twirl each spin, the woman both tore at what he wore and dressed him as she wished. Slowly, the man, who once had looked noble, looked no more than a beggar in his ballroom. The worse he looked, the more powerful the woman became. Soon, the man's condition worsened. No longer was he fighting near as much as he was leaning on. The music's tempo only increased, and soon the man was gasping for breath. Never once did the woman consider stopping, but resolved to go faster. In the failing light of the ballroom, she appeared not so much human as monster. Wrapping herself in the fleeing life of a partner, the music swelled so terribly that the walls began to shake. The floor ruptured and splintered, and the windows shattered. The man's wife stared, not at the walls or at the splintered glass, but at his face, 
She called out to him, but he did not answer. The music was soundless to her, but deafening to him. There was a terrific crack and the roof began to fall. The wife gave one last glance before she ran. The man had fainted in the woman's arms, but still, she made him dance till the ceiling fell on them. The second story we have for you today is titled The Entity, written by Elizabeth Osborne. Lisa Braun. I know this might sound crazy, but I swear this wasn't in my head despite what most people say. It all began when I was just a child. I remember it quite well. It was late one night, the moon was shining through the window, and I heard a storm brewing in the distance. I woke up from a dead sleep to the sound of thunder from the storm looming in the distance. I knew it would be a long night, so I got up to get a book from my room. My family and I frequently would camp out in our living room, since we didn't care much for proper camping. This was one of those nights. Since my whole family was together, I felt safe. Guess I was wrong. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I stood up from the couch I had fallen asleep on and walked up the stairs that was right behind the couch. Once I was upstairs, I felt as though there were eyes peering into my soul. It was the most unsettling feeling I had ever had. I felt the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end. I felt my mouth dry up, and I felt shivers scurry down my spine. I hurried to my room, my heart beating in my head and my stomach in my throat. I slammed the door shut behind me, hoping that the sound didn't wake my family below. In the confines of my small room, which I shared with my two sisters, I felt a slight relief. I found my book that had fallen beneath my bed and headed for the door. I stopped before opening the door, remembering that feeling I felt in the hall. I stood with a hand grasping the door handle tightly. I somehow mustered up the courage to hurry down the stairs and plant myself safely in the living room with the rest of my family. A couple hours had passed and I was on my second book. As I lay on the couch reading, I feel the same feeling creep into my mind and soul. I felt like the world had emptied, as though my family had disappeared and as though the couch was no longer under me. The feeling from earlier had returned, but it was more intense. I looked up to the corner where the staircase meets the wall, and to my dismay, something was there. I saw a dark, lanky figure staring at me. The thing that was up there was suspended in the air, clinging to the ceiling like it was hiding, the perfect hiding place to watch me as I read my books. I 
called for my mother, but no sound could escape my mouth. I couldn't move. That thing had a hold of me. I laid there helpless, staring into the eyes of this entity. I began to cry at the sheer terror this thing was instilling. Suddenly, it began to move. Its head cocked to the left, then to the right. It looked at me with intent. I should have expected its next move. I tried relentlessly to free myself from this waking paralysis, but to no avail. Finally, it flung itself down on top of me. It weighed at least the same as I did or more. I couldn't breathe. I looked over at my family, all sleeping peacefully, and cried because I couldn't get their attention. I saw my sister's bed that we had set up in the living room begin to rise into the air. My heart sunk. I was helpless. My sister was going to get hurt, and I was just laying there, watching. Her mattress suddenly dropped down with her on it, and she began to scream and cry, which was perfectly called for. Suddenly, the weight lifted from my chest, and I could breathe again. My parents woke up and tended to my screaming sister, and I calmed myself down. My sister was in hysterics while our parents tried to figure out what was wrong. She told them she was falling, so my mother scooped her up in her arms and rocked her to sleep. I, on the other hand, knew that my parents wouldn't believe me, so I kept what happened to myself. Eventually, I drifted off to sleep, and that was the last I saw of the entity for a long time. Ten years later, my mother decided it was best for everyone if we moved back to the area she grew up in. We found a house in a small community about 30 miles from the city. The first few weeks in the new house were quiet. I had thought we left our creepy house behind. But my relief was soon met with terror. On the second day of the third week in our new house, it wasn't so quiet. Around 2.30 in the morning, I woke up from a dead sleep with a sudden thirst. I made my way to the kitchen for a drink of water. That's when I felt it. The same feeling from all those years ago, eyes staring deep into my soul. I turned around and saw the entity for the first time in 10 years. The entity stood hunched over at the end of the hall, waiting patiently to attack. It began to move cocked its head to the left and then to the right. I didn't know what to do. I stood as still as possible, hoping it wouldn't see me. My sister stirred in her room and the entity turned around. With the entity distracted, I ran to my room and slammed the door behind me. They walked up to my door and waited for me to come out again. I saw the shadow under my door and stared at it until the sun began to rise. I was so tired the whole day from staying awake all night long, I thought it'd be easy to sleep that night since I didn't sleep the night before. I fell asleep with ease but was woken up from a loud noise by my door. I saw the shadow again. 
I shut my eyes as tight as I could and hid under my covers. I held my breath, hoping it didn't know I was here. After what seemed like an eternity, the entity went away and I drifted off to a nightmare-filled sleep. The nightly visits continued and I prayed that it wouldn't, that it would just leave me alone. It's been five years since we moved here. I still live in the same house. My sister tells me she sees the entity now, hanging in the corner of her room over the door. The nightly visits stopped for a bit, but I still hear the voices. Recently, I've started seeing the entity again myself, but it feels different. It feels more sinister, like it's waiting to get me alone. As I write this, it stands at the end of the hall. It's hunched over in its familiar pose with a grimacing smile painted across its face. It cocked its head to the left, then to the right. I fear that this time, I won't make it out alive. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed these terrifying stories. If you have a story you would like me to read on this podcast, you can email it to me at horrorcast2021 at gmail.com for review to be read in this podcast. If you did enjoy this podcast, I'd like you to consider following us on Facebook. Simply type horrorcast in the search bar and you'll find us. Please share this podcast with your friends. You can find us here or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Come back next time for more horrifying adventures. Good night.